All right, we're back. Audible's on the air. Kimbo Camper, John Conjemi, and John. We're, we're in that. I feel, you know, I, I feel like I'm looking around the NFL and and seeing what's going on. And teams are hiring coaches. It's a quick and, week, and they got this and that. And you know, the Senior Bowl was last right. week, and you got the Super Bowl coming up this week. And I feel like we're, you know what? I, you know, I feel like I, I was down in Fort Lauderdale the other day. It was a it was a real calm day, no wind. And I saw, I saw going over the 17th Street Bridge. Right. I saw these kids out there by the Lauderdale Yacht Club and these little teeny sailboats, you know, learning how to sail. And, and none of them were going anywhere because there was no wind blowing, you know. And everything's going on around them, and the motorboats are going by, and cars are going by, and those sailboats are sitting there. They didn't move. I feel like a kid on those sailboats right now. There's a lot of shit going on around the NFL, and we're just sitting here looking. When's the wind gonna blow? Well, you know, when we, is the wind gonna blow? We might be the we might be the guy behind the curtain though, yeah, making a lot right. of moves and then yeah, announce no it uh, when the Super Bowl ends. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that that's where the Miami Dolphins well, are right now, and I I think that. You know, you kind of get that feeling. Yeah. You're right that that you're in that right lane of traffic, yeah. and everybody else is zooming by. <laughs> zooming by, yeah, yeah. And you're you're kind of going, oh, wait, what about yeah. us? We yeah. haven't had a lot of news. There's a lot of rumors, yeah, but there hasn't been a lot of uh, concrete news. But I, but I think John, you and I, and, and the other guys that are working around here understand what's going on, and and we realize that things are in motion. Yes, things are. Mo- you may not be hearing them. It may not be official. You know, but. Things are in motion. You you can't allow a football team to sit dormant for three weeks, four weeks during the playoffs if you're in dire need of a head coach and and then and a dire need of him putting his staff together the way he wants so you can have an opportunity com- to compete when the season comes. So if you're out there and you're listening, you think they're not doing anything. Well, you're not hearing anything. But John, I th- I think the gears of uh, of change are moving rapidly on on this football team as we speak. I agree. You know, with the Super Bowl week and all the rumors of being able to finally, after the Super Bowl, announce your head coach, uh, announce a, you know, assistant general manager that's already, you know, been in place and and a guy like Marvin Allen. So you can go down the list of what the what the Dolphins need in terms of coaching staff. You know, there's a lot of coaches from the previous staff that have already landed jobs. And there's a lot of guys that are still in search of a job as deep into the playoffs and in the Super Bowl week, you know, that we're at. But I I think the Miami Dolphins with Chris Greer being announced general manager in charge of all decisions in terms of where the Mm -hmm. Miami Dolphins football team moves uh, on the field and off the field. uh, I, I think that He's been in in those meetings yes. and he's been making those decisions in conjunction after the second meeting yep. that he had with Brian Flores up in New England last week. I think that he probably got the uh, communication yep. back and forth from head coach and general manager and they collaborated on different things and different guys that they're yep. targeting and, and want to have in this building where that will be announced probably Monday or Tuesday, yep. I would think, after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it was as soon as possible. I think that... Usually, the usually the, the the Super Bowl is, is one of those games where the game when the game's over you stay in town and you and you head out the next day. Um, so it, it could be Monday, it could be Tuesday, but but certainly by Wednesday that's all going to be put in place and, and the football team will be heading forward. And look, we, we've heard all the names. Everyone's heard all the names out there. And, and I'll, mention, I'll, I'll mention these guys, but but I'm but, but prior to mentioning them, I can tell you none of these are concrete. None of these are set in stone. These are the names that are out there floating around. And and John, you know, you, you you've been around this league long enough. I've been around the league long enough. Where you know you, you you know what to disseminate between what you're reading and what you're hearing as 
as reality and and just uh, and just people throwing you know spitballs against yeah, the wall hoping exactly. they stick so to speak. Um, but but so Marion Hobby's a guy that. Uh, this name is the former Jacksonville Jaguars defensive line coach, Robbie Leonard, former Giants outside linebacker coach, all guys that are you know thought to be coming to this football team, the names that are out there. Jim Caldwell, Detroit headline. And to me, Jim Caldwell, I like, really like that idea because here's a guy who's been a head coach. Uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that, you know, to me, if you're a, if you're a great a first sounding time, board, first time right? head coach, that sounding board, that guy to just kind of, you know, guide you through some of the things because... Look, every head coach that's been here since since I've been involved with this organization from a from a broadcast standpoint, um, you know, they've all kind of had that guy to, to to lean on. You know, you go back to Sperano and you had Bill Parcells and and and, and on and on. Everyone had that guy that uh, you know Dom Capers was here uh, with the organization uh, with I forget who it was, but uh, uh, so so they've always kind of gone that way, and, and I think. And Jim Caldwell, level-headed guy, very good coach. I, I, I like I like the idea of Jim being being in there as that assistant head coach to 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 help out Brian Flores along the way. I, I love it because he's been a head coach in the National Football League. He's coached on both sides of the line of scrimmage. He has that experience factor that yeah. you're looking for. He has that demeanor. He's a solid person. Uh, you know, his history goes all the way back to, you know, college football, going through the ranks at Northwestern mm-hmm. and Penn State and finally getting in the league. He's a, a Wisconsin a native. Uh, this is a guy that, that has had uh, – those roots instilled in him and and beliefs that he's probably gone through his coaching career. You know, his roots go back to to Chris Greer's father, you know, back in coaching together on, on a Northwestern staff. Mm -hmm. So this is a guy with a lot of experience uh, and still has that fire that wants to be in around a football team and can give a heck of a lot, you know, with his wisdom and coaching. So I, I, I would think that, you know, if, if this is one of the guys that on Monday or Tuesday we say he's definitely on the roster, I think the Dolphins get better yeah, no because question. of a guy like Jim Caldwell. Big plus. Also the guy rumored to be the defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, uh, Green Bay Packers linebacker coach, uh, Pat Fla- uh, Flaherty, uh, former Jacksonville Jaguar offensive line coach, and Chad O'Shea, O'Shea, who's with the New England Patriots as their wide receiver coach. So as you see, I mean, you know, and again, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reiterate when I, I, mean, I, I read these names and, and – and throw them out there that none of this is set in stone until they're signed, sealed, and delivered. Until that head coach is signed, sealed, and delivered. Um, look, we, we the, the, we've seen a lot of things happen in this league. Yes, a lot of things where you felt like they were tied up in a nice little bow, and you kind of tying that ribbon on there, and all of a sudden, you know, some one thing changes. And it's funny because you know, you there could be a situation where something happens in this game this week that that could, for whatever reason, something crazy that all of a sudden, you know. You know, since nothing's signed, sealed, and delivered, could change things. But I, I don't see it happening. But, but I've seen a lot of strange things happen in this league, man. You have, but if you go through your checklist, Bo, and you go down that list of names yep. that that have been rumored, you know, that yep. that hopefully will be part of the Miami Dolphins staff moving forward, you can just go through. You know, Marion Hobby, defensive yep. line coach. Well, Chris Kasurik. Is yeah, no gone, longer here, gone, right? Yeah. You know, Rob Leonard, linebacker coach. Frank Bush, gone, no, no yeah. longer here. Yeah. You know, uh, Patrick Graham, defensive coordinator. You know, Matt defense, Burke, yeah, Matt Burke, still, no longer, yeah, well, you know, there. in terms of is he here, is yeah. he not, we don't know. Yeah, but yeah. you can kind of go through that exercise on your own and, yeah. and go through the list and go, okay, that fits. Well, yeah. that fits. And you hope that nothing crazy, as you said, in the 11th yeah. hour after the Super Bowl um, goes awry yeah. and some of the plans that you've been 
kind of mapping out over three weeks or, or four weeks yeah. for that matter, um, change. Yeah. But And I don't think they will because there, there isn't a whole lot of options yeah, left no, no, it's in not, terms yeah. of going out and I getting mean, jobs yeah. unless you're going from college to pro or yeah. pro to college and, and mixing things in like that. So I think the Dolphins have a plan. They have they have a roadmap going forward now. And, and John, also having said that, you know, I mentioned Matt Burke and, and some of these other coaches. And, and look, he, he, we all know the situation. Team didn't win enough games, you know, for wholesale changes. And, and, and guys get caught up in the wash. And, and, and they're out there. And, and look, one of the reasons I, I've, I've been asked thousands upon thousands of times, hey, did you ever think about coaching? And I said, no, absolutely not. I said, I, I can't live that vagabond lifestyle. Yeah. I, 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 the, the, the feeling that my job is going to be dictated by the guy above me. If he doesn't do the job well enough, then I'm going to be shuffled off and picking up my family and moving them somewhere else across. It's just not my, not my lifestyle, not the you know, not the DNA that I was born with. I'm a kind of a, I want to set my roots down, and I've been able to do that. Having said that, there's a lot of guys that are going to be coaching other places that were coaching on this football team, and and you you guys you know. Look, if, if they're assistant coaches, I don't care. I don't care how big of a fan are. You, you don't know much about them, right? You don't know much about these guys because they they basically work in anonymity. But John, you and I've had the chance to watch these guys, and and every guy, every guy that that's been with this organization, certainly with the Adam Gaze, talking about the Adam Gaze era, in, in that that's not going to be here anymore. The one thing I can say about them, every one of those guys worked their asses off. Oh yeah, every one of those guys. Nobody they gave it everything they nobody had. Nobody half-assed it. And you may say, "Oh, I didn't like that guy," or "This guy stinks," or "That guy stinks." Well, no, they don't. They're all very good coaches. They're very committed. They were very committed to this organization, and 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 I wish them all the best of luck uh, because they gave us, they gave this organization everything they had, bar none. And and and, and I just, you know, I just, I to me. I just want to get that out there. At least, oh, at least from I, my I totally agree, Bo. And, and, you know, we've been going through this on this three-year cycle, yeah, you know, and it's yeah. been staff after staff yeah, after staff yeah. that is, you know, you, you get to know and you yeah. get to respect and you get to like and you build relationships yeah. with and guys that are, you know, know that that relationship might last for a lifetime, but it's tenuous yeah. in terms of seeing that person, yeah. you know, after a year or after a good year, you feel like, Hey, I'm going to be here forever. Yeah. And after a down season, you feel like, well, you know, Ooh, I better yeah. start getting that resume out yeah. or contacting guys that I know around the league or in, back in college yeah. football that I can, you know, get out and have a job because I need to work. Yeah. And I'm in the last year of my contract or I have two years left, but I want to, I want to be able to work next year. I don't want to sit out. Yeah. So that's the lifestyle that you talked about when you had to make that decision. And I think a lot of former players have to make that decision. Uh, I, I found my fix, as you did, by talking about the game. Yep. But volunteering back at my high school at St. Thomas, that was plenty enough for me. Because yeah. one, I knew it couldn't get fired. Because yeah. they weren't really yeah, right. paying me. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was volunteering. But I got to be around kids and, and try to affect their lives. And that meant a little something to me as as our kids were kind of going through that process. Yeah. And, and you get to meet really interesting young men to try to mold them. Yeah. And, and that's where I really enjoyed about giving some time back yeah. When, when our kids were kind of going through high school, I could be around them and, and still do something I loved and, yeah. and still talk about it uh, as well. So I don't know if I'd want to do that. I made that decision years ago of not getting into coaching because of the the roots, you know, yeah. getting 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 stable in one area and being able to stay there and not having, you know, 14 houses and yeah. 17 jobs and, and teach its own. You know, I, I think that's yeah. that's a, it, it, it's it's 
one, very nice uh, at the end of the year when you kind of look up and see where those salaries are going yeah. in coaching yeah. and being able to say, wow, you know, I'm doing what I love and this yeah. is still a game for me and it's still kind of fun and, and they're paying me way too much yeah. to do what I'm doing. But it, on the flip side of it, you're never around and yeah. that's why they're paying you so much yeah. and, and there's a lot of sacrifice that you have to give and, into. And, and, you know, the, the, the pressure, you know, the, the, the pressure that's is, right. look, it's, it's, you know, you're, you're not talking about Pop Warner football. You're not talking about Optimus League. Absolutely. You're talking about a billion, multi-billion, the best of the dollar, best. multi-billion dollar business and, and, and you know, and, 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 and 32 smaller businesses that are billion dollar businesses right. in their own that, that are businesses within a major business. And, and so, you know, it's serious and there's pressure. And look, from a player all the way through the co- I mean, you know, that, that, that pressure of, that, that, that three hours before game day, that three hours before kickoff, you know, if I could eliminate those three hours before kickoff in that hour and a half of film study yeah, after, the, after game, the game, hell, I could still be playing right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, you know what's funny, too? Uh, just talking about coaching, when New England came down to play the Dolphins at Hard Rock this year, you know, being able to be at St. Thomas, where I went to high school, I got to see a lot of those kids go on to college yes, and play yeah, football, yeah. and a lot of them playing in the yeah. NFL, and two playing in the Super Bowl yeah. with Philip Dorsett and James White. So, you know, before the game, we're there doing the pregame show, yeah. and I'm kind of walking around afterwards, and I see James White, you know, yeah. a guy that I coached in high school. He comes over, gives, hey, coach, gives me a hug. You yeah. know, wish him luck, told him not to beat us. You know, don't yeah. do too much today. And he laughs. He goes back in the locker room. So I didn't get to see Philip Dorsett. Yeah. So I'm kind of hanging out in my spot around the 25-yard line on our bench watching the 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 guys come out for specialties, right. the kickers, the punters, the returners, and all that. And Philip's catching punts. Yeah. So I yell out to him, Philip, you know, Philip tried to get his attention. Yeah. He must not have heard me, but he, I think he did the second time. So he looks over and he gives me like, hold on one minute. Right. So he catches a punt, runs it by our bench, comes over, gives me a hug, talk to him for a couple minutes. He walks by and then Matt Burke is walking down right. our sideline. He goes, hey, John, what the hell are you doing hugging these guys yeah. for? I said, well, I coach those kids in high school. He goes, get out of here. Yeah, I no, said, it's, yeah. it's kind of ironic that both of those guys or now, you know, James already winning a Super Bowl, but yeah. Philip getting an opportunity, you know, to yeah. play together no, in funny. a game. Well, especially like with St. Thomas and, and down like, I, we were in Carolina uh, last year for the game, and I'm standing there, all of a sudden I hear from the field, hey, Bo, Bo, <laughs> and I look over, was the Polarity kid, Matt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, he's punting for him now. And he in kind preseason, of, right? Yeah, yeah, pre- we, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, I saw him. We, oh, played, we played him on a Monday night okay, game or a okay. Thursday night game last year. Uh, on the road over there, and so he comes over, and so I'm going. I go. I goes. I go. Hey, I didn't think you reckon. Oh yeah, how can I forget you, Mr. Bo Camper? <laughs> I think. I think he was involved in some of those parties that got a little yeah, out of hand in my house. You might have thrown him out of I your mean, house. I may have thrown him out of my house <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> and that's what. But but it's but it's funny, and, and it's the same with coaches. You know, we we're talking about coaches going and leaving to go other places. You know, un, unfortunately and unfortunately, um, there have been. So many coaches that have come and gone here over this 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 drought that we've been in, yeah. this playoff drought that we've been in, that it seems like every time we go to go somewhere to play somebody, you know, there's, somebody. there's, a, there's a former coach, yeah. former Dolphin coach out there. So you know, and, and that to me, John, it's, it's and I know I'm kind of veering off of on some, but there's nothing going on, so who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> we could go, it, we could drive this anywhere we to want to. To me, it's to, one Bo. of the things that's great about being associated uh, w- with the league in whatever fashion that that you're associated with. It is, 
you know, there's so many tangents. There's so many people that over the years that you, maybe guy you played with in college, now he's coaching somewhere. And, and you meet him and, oh, he introduces you to this right. guy. And next thing you know, you're this guy. And, and, and so you, there's a network in there. And it's a fraternity where, you know, you've been around it, where you go in and, and you meet somebody and they may not know you, but they, but they recognize the name and there's an there's a automatic respect Somewhere there. there's a connection. Yeah. Somewhere, so, yes. I did that with the first time I met Bill Parcells when he was in the office here. I was walking by his office. He said, hey, Kim, come on in for a second. So I come in and, and, uh, and you know, I'd, I'd seen him and really I'd never met him. And so he introduced, yeah, yeah. Oh, he introduced himself to me. I introduced myself to him. And he said, hey, you played with uh, Dan Lloyd out in, uh, when you played at Milpitas High School, <laughs> when right? When was the last time you heard and, that and name, I said, right? well, I said, I said <laughs> yeah, he went to, he went to uh, Logan High School. I said, you know, he played with me. Yeah, yeah. He goes, well, I had him with the Giants. And, and then, yeah. And I said, you had this guy too. He goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, I played with him. And, and, so, and so you get this whole, and so I'm, I sit there with him for 45 minutes. Right. And all we're doing is playing to, hey, you know this guy. Well, if you know that guy, you must know this guy and the whole thing. And, and you, know, you walk away feeling like you're old buddies because yeah. you know a bunch of guys I know. You're connected. I know a bunch of guys yeah. you know. And, and, and you've got a connection there. Well, yeah, you, that's how you build relationships. And I'm sure that's how coaches check out guys, you know, that they're not quite sure. Yeah. You know, how, yeah. how do you know that guy? Well, yeah. I'm going to give him a call. Yeah. You know, and the first time you walk into that room, they go, hey, uh, I called so-and-so on you. You must be a pretty good guy. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. be around. You yeah. know, he wouldn't like you. Well, what's funny, I, saw, I remember talking to, to Coach Gase when he was here before his first year going, going into uh, uh, like free agency and that whole thing. And he said, "Look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sign anybody that I don't know personally, or haven't coached personally, or know somebody really close to me that I can rely on them telling me whether this guy's a good guy, good guy or bad guy." Yeah, you know. So, you know, God coaches use those. You know, they use that 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 network too. Well, uh, for for their for their business to get ta- get taken care of. From all accounts that we've read, and it could be false, but what we've read and what's been reported, that last call by Peyton Manning to New yeah. York really solidified Adam Gase yeah. getting that yeah. you know position as head yeah. coach of the Jets. So yeah. you know, you're you're one you're one relationship away yeah. from either you know getting the nod or not getting a yeah. nod in some instances. Yeah. So that's uh, that's where we are. We talked about the coaches that. You know that that have been names been floating around as we said. You know, really nothing concrete until probably Monday. More like more than likely, I would think Tuesday would probably be that day, but could could very well be Monday Monday afternoon uh, when when this all comes to fruition. I know that I know that Mr. Ross. I know the organization wants to get this thing put to bed and just you know uh, get 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 moving forward. Move as fast those as question possible. marks away. Yes, exactly. And have it you know have it. Solid, you know. Yeah. He, there's this is the Miami Dolphins head coach. This is the Miami Dolphins yeah. offensive coordinator. Here's the assistant head coach. You know, here here's your defensive back coach. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, they want to be able to kind of get off of that uh, limbo. You know, well, out of the middle of either well, yes or and, no. And John, one thing you want to do is look. They they made a decision. They made a decision to move forward. Well, well, let's not keep looking back. Let's move forward. Then. Right. And 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 whether whether that day's Monday afternoon, whether it's Tuesday, once that press conference is done, it's all about moving forward. Right. What's happened? But you know, I don't know about you, but I've always lived by the thing: look, good, bad, indifferent. Whatever's happened to me behind, well, behind me is behind me. I'm gonna keep looking forward. I'm gonna remember things back right. there, but I'm gonna look forward, and that's where my focus and that's where my energy is gonna be. And, and I think that certainly is is what the focus and energy is gonna be about. Everybody in this building 
come that day that uh, that this is all put to bed. Well, I think the Dolphins did that to a small extent, uh, probably 50% of where you want to be as a as an organization. When they talked about Chris Greer being the yep. general manager, they, you know, they got that behind them. Yep. They put they put the, um, uh, I guess, the three-headed monster behind them. Yep. And now they've got a guy that's going to make all football decisions yep. in the building uh, with personnel, with, you know, 53-man roster, with free agency yep. and all that stuff. And now the other 50% is being put together, you yep. know, in terms of getting the staff together, getting a head coach. They have an assistant GM and Marvin Allen. Uh, they're, they're able to get all of that stuff taken care of. So now they feel like they're whole yep. again. You know, they've got, they've got a full tank of gas and they're ready to drive yeah. as far as they need to drive, yeah. you know, and, and that's what it kind of feels like for the fans you talk to when you're going in town to a, a get a coffee or you're yeah. going to Publix or you're going to, you know, fill up your tank, you know, hey, what, what's going on? Yeah. Do we hire a guy or we not hired a yeah. guy? Uh, I think all those uh, answers to the questions and to really make the Dolphins organization whole will be settled in a matter yeah. of days. John, so the other thing will be settled in a, in, a, in a matter of days is going to be the, 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 uh, you know the Super Bowl champion. That's and, right. Uh, you know they have the their media day, and you know that that that's turned into a that's turned into a, a, a circus type atmosphere. Pretty bizarre. It and, is. And, and I always notice that you know it's funny they all these networks they they prayed out they prayed out their they prayed out their best looking reporters in their best outfits on media day to go out and get it, get whatever they can get. And you, you know, the, I feel bad for the guys, you know, cause the guys are up there and Hey, <laughs> Hey Gronk. And you, and then all of a sudden some, <laughs> so some, you know, red hot, beautiful. Girl, oh yeah. Hey, Hey Gronk. Yeah, man. What can I do for you? Yeah. <laughs> hold on a minute. I got to talk <laughs> hey, to somebody. Buddy, <laughs> hey buddy, hold on a second. You know, quit stuffing your face with popcorn. Let me talk to this lady, this young lady over here for a few minutes. <laughs> somebody make, make some room for the young lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, come on and look, it's uh it's gonna be interesting, you know. This is the this is the young versus the old, and you know, uh, Tom Brady. All the all the questions about his, you know, it, it's funny because after the after the AFC Championship game, he goes, ah, oh, you know, everyone thinks we suck, and it, for a team that's won that many games to been to a Super Bowl, I think there was I think that was their eleventh trip to the AFC wow. Championship game, eighth trip to a Super Bowl, and if you can muster that, if you can muster that feeling that we're the underdogs. That's you really know, brainwashing. That's, that's, a, yeah, that's a great you, job you, of brainwashing. You, you're darn right. We bring that guy to Miami yeah. and tell us, "Oh, woe is me! Yeah. No, no one think, no, no one's giving us a chance." Come on, man. I There's mean, no yeah, chance. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, if if you're a player and you or a coach or whatever it is, and you actually buy into that. Yeah. You, you got. I want yeah. that drug. Yeah, whatever exactly. that drug is, yeah. I want it. Yeah, I got a house you can buy real quick if you if, if, that, if you're buying into that kind of stuff. Hey, uh, but yeah, I think it's gonna be. It's, I think it's gonna be an interesting game. Uh, um, you know, indoors. You know, the weather's not going to be a factor. Uh, guys playing. I, I think the thing that to me, John, that that I look at that that to me uh, may make the difference in this football game is just the fact that New England's been there so many times. It's business as usual, and and you always worry about a team, a first time team. And I know the Rams have been to the Super Bowl before, but that that's. That's decades ago. That's that's you know. The, you don't even remember these young these guys here. These are not yeah. these are not Super Bowl veterans. I'm sure there may I don't know there may be a couple guys in the team that's been to Super Bowl on the Rams. But you know you, you always worry about the you know are are you just happy to have got to have gotten there and you're gonna get you're gonna get swarmed over by 
everything, all the hoopla surrounding the game, the ticket situation, the family situation, the change of scenery, the hype, all the things that are around it. New England, to them, that's old hat. We've done that, done it, been there, done that, not a big thing. Where for the Rams, everything they see is, wow, that's First cool. Time. Oh, wow. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Someone comes in two days before the game. My uncle comes in. He wasn't going to make it. Now I got to find four more tickets for him. And all that stuff that goes on, that to me is is, is it may be the biggest thing for the Rams to overcome, maybe even more so than the New England Patriots themselves. It might dealing be, with, Dealing with that situation. It might be. I, I just think that the Rams, for as good as they've been all year, I think that they've kind of pegged these two teams – you know, moving forward, yeah. I, I don't know if everybody bought into the Patriots. I think they were more they were they were buying into Brady and Belichick yeah. more than the team. Yeah. Because I think if you looked at the way Kansas City played all year, and on the flip side, you looked at the way New Orleans played all year, yeah. you're kind of going, "Well, it could go either way." Yeah. But home teams in that situation are, are pretty much going to come yeah. through. Well, the Rams found a way. You know, regardless of the calls yeah, and what happened, matter, they yeah. found a way to, to get there. And Brady became Brady again. He just kind of put everybody on their yeah. on their back. Uh, the chameleon offense of we're going to do this today, and then yeah. next week we're going to do that to beat you. They found a way to get there. So the Rams, getting back to your point, I don't know if that's going to be the factor because – I just think that the way their head coach steers yep. that ship, they those guys are. I mean, every detail. Yep. I mean, every they're, they're trying to snap the ball in the same formation personnel wise, right. but different formation yes. play wise in a matter of seconds. Yep. And for that to happen without having a whole lot of mistakes, you have to have laser focus yes. on defense. They've got just enough experience with just enough unbelievable playmakers yep. at every level yep. to kind of uh, not dictate, but have an answer to what yep. the Patriots like to do. Yep. I think the biggest thing will be how the, the matchup is in terms of how are they one going to be able to affect Brady? Cause no yep. one really does yep. the, the hardest time Brady has is really against the dolphins at hard rock stadium. Yep. If you go through the, the last history, 10 yeah. years, uh, they've, they've found a way to affect them. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, McVeigh's looking at more tape like yeah. how, how, you know, where has Brady stumbled yeah. over the last four or five seasons? Yeah. You know, how has and, he stumbled? And, and why? And what's and happened? Why? Yes. What, what, is, what is the cause and effect of yeah. all that? You know, you, you go back and I think it's going to come down to, as it usually does, there's probably five or six plays, as yeah. every coach yeah. has told you, uh, over your career that affect the outcome of the game. Yeah. Now, whether that's a missed kick, whether that's a uh, sudden change opportunity, yep. whether that's uh, you know one guy having the ball last yep. and being able to create a drive to win the game. I think those are the things that are going to affect the game. I think the Rams are going to deal with all that off-field stuff a little bit better just because of the way their head coach has coached yep. them all year. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you look at it, I, I, th- I think, you know, to me, for, for the Rams to, to do what they need to do, um, and look – I don't think I think the easiest way to affect Tom Brady is to affect him to get in his face to 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 get him with the happy feet back there because we and we've seen it before and with Aaron Donald and Sue Sue had a great game last week two sacks and really really you know came along and, and that really, was unbelievable quite frankly for Sue I mean he he's been pretty pedestrian been quiet all year long yeah. he hasn't done much and you know and then he kind of goes up there and you know he's used to being the guy and all of a sudden he stands next to Aaron Donald who's you know maybe the most valuable player in the league. The way he's played this year, certainly from a defensive standpoint, and he's become second fiddle to that guy. But look, if both of those guys can have a big game, 
then you know because you know Tom's that guy who likes to just step up in the pocket and he he's very good in that pocket and if they can crush that pocket and collapse it from from the middle up uh, and, and get Brady to have to come out of the pocket now look he's not not that not that he's not very good at guy's good at doing everything I mean but and he's good at adapting to to those types of situations but I think those two guys really have to play well I think for the Rams to disrupt that offense to the point that they need to to keep them from from it being just a, a shootout and, and whoever's got the ball last is going to win this thing. Right, and they have to be patient because it's not going to happen maybe in the first quarter. Yeah. You know, they got to keep banging at the door and, and try to get pressure and try to get their hands in passing lanes and try to affect the timing of that offense in some capacity you know he's going to get the ball you know he's going to try to get the ball as quick as he can they're going to have success right off the bat, yes they're going to have success it, it's just a matter of being relentless uh with the way you rush tom brady the, yeah. the the different looks you give him and and for wade phillips in that defense i don't think you can stay stagnant you know you no. can't stay in zone and and pray that your guys are going to be better yeah. than edelman and gronk and and hogan and and dorsett yeah. and, and white coming out of the backfield and michelle and we saw them yeah. play every style in, in the game against New England, yeah. or in the game against Kansas City, the way New England's offense was able to dink and dunk, and then all of a sudden they convert third and 11, third and 10, three times on yeah. a game-winning drive. You know, it's just they can kind of do what they need to do at certain times, and you have to be able to win those certain plays. Yeah, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a, an interesting game, be a fun game, and, um, you know, so uh, we'll see. We'll know Monday. We'll know a lot of things Monday or Tuesday, so I'm kind of looking forward to the end, end of this week and and moving forward, hey, let's uh, let's go ahead and get some of these fans. It's nice to have the fans back. I think we'd uh, I think I give them the last last week we had fan participation. I'll give them on a scale of one to ten, from one being that's to, one, to, that's, that's where one, <laughs> to ten being I oh, okay. Good question. I, I would give them a I give them a good solid five. Okay, I think they were middle of the road. We'll, we'll see if we can. I, Move it up. Here I kind of have bit. a feeling what five sounds like, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter at uh, LMAD55. Xavier made an incredible jump since his uh, rookie season. Glad he made his first Pro Bowl. Need to make sure we keep him as a Dolphin. Um, intercept came up with an interception in the Pro Bowl. Almost had another one. And uh, look, I'm, I'm going to say what I've been saying for for a while here. You know, if you got talent, find a way to keep it and yeah. find a way to grow with it. You know, this football team, and we've seen it over the years, you know, get rid of talent, get rid of talent because for whatever reason or <clears throat> whatever reason or another, um, and, and I'm hoping that this regime is more about, hey, we're going to keep our talent and, and it's going to be paramount for us to learn how to manage those guys within the framework of our organization. Forget this shit about, oh, I don't like the way this guy runs routes, I'm going to get rid of him. No, no, this guy's a good player. How do we manage him? How do we make him be a guy that makes our football team better? And if there's anybody here, and and, and I, I use X for example for a lot of things. One is kind of what he talked about, his jump since his rookie season. And I'm looking at the I'm looking at the guys like, uh, like Gottschaw and, and – um, Vincent Taylor and, and Tanker, you know, and, and Vincent Taylor and the young guys like that, the the the, the Raquan McMillan, right? Uh, you know, the the little linebacker, Kalen Balaj, all these right. young guys 
to make that if, – if they follow the path that ex- – because they even had his struggles his rookie year. Wasn't starting all the time. Finally got him in there and struggled his rookie year, got better the next year, and here he is a pro bowler in, in year three. And I think there are still a number of guys, a number of young guys on this football team that have the ability to be – to have that kind of a, a, of a, of a growth spurt of yeah. a jump into year three. And, and so uh, – I'd like to see a long guy. A lot of guys make that move, and I think there are guys that can do that. Well, we saw Jakeem Grant, as an yep. example, kind of grow into what he was. I mean, yep. if I'm the general manager, I'm not so sure I kept him after year sure. one because you think going into year two, he might be a liability catching yep. punts. Well, what did he do? He worked at his craft for a number of off-season days, yep. comes back, looks like a different player, and now made himself viable, not as a slot receiver, but as an outside receiver. Yep. And you get the best out of the best. You get explosive plays now. And a guy that you're looking to the future, even with the injury, depending how he comes back and rehabilitates yep. himself, if he's close to what he was, you've got a, you've got a game changer yeah, yeah. along with Albert Wilson. With Albert Wilson, yeah. So, so you, you, that, there's another guy that, yeah. you know, maybe two years ago you're going, ah, I don't know, yeah. maybe that's not a great draft choice. Yeah. Now now you're shaking your head going, we need this guy on the team. Yes, yeah, so I was talking with Joe. We had Joe on here too. And I think Joe's <laughs> – I think I'm a little more, and maybe that's just my the the optimist in me is, you know, I look at guys, I, I look at the Durham Smythe, I, I you know, I look at, um, the, I look at Gasecki, I look at those guys as saying, hey, look, they they didn't, I don't think, not didn't play the way I think a lot of people right. expect. Maybe Smythe played. What, he played, he played he, what people good. expected. Yeah. But Gasecki, I know there's a lot of people. And, and look, I, I've said, look, give him a year in the weight room, give him another year, give him, let's see, and 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 I'd like to see him be that guy. So. Contrary to what Joe believes and what a lot of other people believe, I still think there's enough young talent on this football team, if you let them grow and become good, that, that can be the base, can be the foundation of what what could be the type of football team that everyone wants in this in this city, every Dolphin fan, wherever, whether you're in California or Alaska or London or wherever you are that, that are Dolphin fans. I believe there's enough, enough young guys on here if they – if they continue to grow, if they grow at a pace that you would expect them to go, it can be a foundation for this team to be a, a you know, a, a playoff team, a, a, a contending for a playoff spot and contending to move on each and every year. Having said that, you've got to find that quarterback though yeah. that's going to drive that train. I think you've got enough, you got enough wheels in here. That that are gonna that I think are gonna be pretty good players, but you gotta have that guy who's gonna drive that train. Yeah, it's gotta be a combination. You yeah. know, the the one guy that decides it is your quarterback because sometimes he can he can make uh, a lot of mistakes go away by the way he plays. Yep. Uh, f- uh, st- uh, Facebook, Steve Sampson. I know Frank Gore was doing well for us on early downs, but I think we should have utilized Drake more. That dude is an absolute playmaker with the ball in his hands, and I think there's a I think there's a lot of frustration with Kenyon too. Uh, about you know not getting the carries that that maybe and look I, I'll say this and and look he I don't think he was afraid to tell people but I don't it, it never affected the way he played I don't, no he, he I, I like the way the way his he just put his head, kept his head down yeah. and kept working yeah whenever his number was called he's yeah. on the field and he would produce so yeah. you know I think I think he learned a little bit from Frank Gore yeah. though in the way. To, to grind out yards when, when things really aren't yeah. there. And and it wasn't there a lot for yeah. Frank early, but he always found a way to get three, four yards. 
when he had his first down carries. And I think and Kenyon, me, yeah. I think Kenyon can learn a little bit from that and did learn a little bit yeah. from that because as the year progressed and Kenyon got those opportunities, it wasn't those U-turn runs yeah. anymore. When something wasn't there and there was a bunch of humanity facing yeah. him, he found a way to get two, yeah. three, four yards, and that helped the way the yeah. Miami Dolphins played offense yeah. last year. To, to me, there's only one reason that Kenyon Drake wasn't getting more carries was because he just wasn't effective on first downs. I mean, you you know, I mean, you know, third, second, and I you know, second and nine, second and eleven, second and twelve. You know, the lost yards. I, or, I would or, say or, that. Or Frank, or Frank, <clears throat> second and six, second and five. So, you know, I mean that 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 to me, the bottom line as to who got more carries and when they got those carries were basically on 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 that 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 alone. The way the game was called last year for this offense, you're right. It was a liability if you got no yards or one yard on first down, and Frank was more consistent at it. But I do give Kenyon credit from maybe game 11, 10, 12. When he got his opportunities, he he found a way to to try to emulate what Frank was doing when he got the, when his number was called. Yeah. I I would say if, if I'm, you know, if I'm Kenyon Drake and I'm, and I'm sitting there by myself and in, in, at home or wherever you are and saying, what do I need to do next year to be the type of player I want to be? I need to learn how to be more effective on first downs, yeah. period. Because he's got the rest of the package. He catches the ball. Oh, he's got he's great speed. in open field. He's great in the open field. He makes people miss. He does a lot of good things for you. But he, he's got he's to find a way to be an effective runner on first downs. Yeah, I agree. That, 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 that puts him in the that, – that makes him the whole – the whole ball. Let's hope he got a jump start on that yep. at the end of the year. Twitter at Finn for Life, uh, at Finn, Finn Fan for Life. I really think when we lost Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant, our offense really stalled. I think they really helped open up the offense. I hope they come back stronger. I, I'm with you. You know, they they were they were lightning in a bottle. You know, those are those those. I remember the little 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 four yard pass, four yard pass going for you know with those two running down the field, high five and yeah, and, and and boy, I tell you, you know, at, at that point. Boy, you really felt like this team had had it had it going on, and I agree with him. When when we lost Albert and Jakeem, it just it, it it took your big playability really out of the foot. But now you had a big play by Caleb. and you lose your quarterback it, at that time yes, too. Exactly. So yeah. you you kind of feel like everything hit at once. You yeah. lose your offensive center, you lose your guard. You kind of you were beat up at a lot of different spots yeah. on offense. But those two guys were the the guys that give you those chunk really, yardage yeah. plays. I tell you, between, you know, between those two and. Um, uh, and and sitting in Kilgore, th- those were major, major, almost impossible to overcome losses for on a, this football for team. an average offensive team. And I'm yeah. talking, I'm not talking about names and talent. I'm talking about numbers in terms of where the Dolphins were, yards per carry, yards yeah. per play, yards per pass. To lose what they lost and still be able to compete and have a chance to to do something at yeah. the end of the year was pretty remarkable. Yeah. Facebook, Johnny uh, Sardina. Howard's a great player, but the Pro Bowl's a joke. They should vote the players in, but discontinue the game, just my opinion. I, I could care less about it. I Look, it's an honor. You know, even, even the even the Pro Bowl voting is a little, you know. It's a little skewed. A little skewed as far as I'm concerned. But, but they got uh, eight point something million viewers. They're never yeah, going to get, rid of, get no, rid of that no. game. It just, to me, problem with the Pro Bowl for the NFL of all the sports, it's the hardest sport to to play in an all star game. Guys don't want to get hurt. You know, guys have been out there drinking and partying and the whole thing. And 
you know, the, the Pro Bowl is, you know, the game itself is kind of just It's, a, it's hard it's to a bit, it's a replicate. Yeah, yeah, it is. It it's, is. it's if, Even in the preseason, you're fighting for a job. There, yeah. you're just fighting not to get hurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. you want to be able to yeah. walk off the field and go, okay, I did it. I'm good. My, yeah, I'm good. Man, knees are still here. Yeah, arms I'm are still Elbows are still there. I'm good. Uh, Alex Baker from Facebook. I think we uh, really underutilized Stills last year. I feel like he can be a game change player and even has uh, shown it in his time in Miami. We just need to figure out ways to get him more involved in the offense. Well, I, look, I, I, I would, I would, I would put that. I would put uh, uh, Kenny Stills because I think he's got more in the tank too. I, I think Kenny's, you know, uh, to me that 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 comes to the quarterback. That that that's in the quarterback's lap as far as I'm concerned. I'm gonna just leave it at that. I mean. You know, I think Kenny I think Stills Kenny, is a lot better player times, than what we're Plenty we're of times he him. was open. Plenty of times the ball never went his way. 2016 was a perfect example of what Kenny Stills yep. was yep. Uh, to a team. And he left some plays you know, yep. on the field. Uh, but that, that guy's explosive. That guy can yep. get behind you. The guy can run ro- really good routes. He'll catch it and, and make somebody miss. Yep. I, I just think that maybe last year in this offense, he was vastly underused. Yeah, and, and he's a team guy, and, and uh, I'm, I'm good for that. Twitter at Sunstar12. I'm interested to see what kind of offense we're going to run as well as what our defensive scheme is going to be with the new coaching regime. Uh, I think we're all interested in, in kind of seeing what that's going to be. I know you look at New England, and sometimes you see them, and maybe they got two guys standing up. Sometimes they're in a three-man line. So they morph into that that four-man front. And and to, look, in, in this day and age, with what with the way the offense are running, that slide blocking and all that stuff, you know, I, I think you got to show a lot of different looks, and you got to do a little. And look, New England's not the only team. You look around the league. Look at the Rams. I've seen Sue standing up. Right. I've seen you know all kinds of different things go. So teams are teams are adapting to to the way the offenses are playing now, and I think it's all part of you know you you you've got to be as creative on the defensive side as they're on the offensive side these it days. It should be fun to watch. You know, if you get a guy like Brian Flores, who's your head coach, and he came from you know eleven seasons as a New England Patriot coach, yeah. and this past year running the defense, and even though that title wasn't there, he's running the defense. It'll be interesting to see what he brings and what type of people he want to put he wants to put in place whether they're yep. standing up whether their hands in the dirt whether it's a linebacker with speed yep. whether it's a thumper in the middle yep. whether you've got corners that you know are bigger and, and, and maybe rangier yep. or whether they're quick twitch guys yep. I, I you want to see all that stuff uh, over the next couple of seasons because yep. it's not going to all happen at yep. once you well, know you, you like, I like to see a little more of you know, l- let me sit here and evaluate my players. Let me see what they do best. Right. And then let me figure out how to get them in positions so they can do what they do best at the most opportune time to have them there at that spot. In other words, build your defense around your players, not try to plug your players in to a, f- to a preset Scheme isn't that of called, defense you want to play? Isn't that called a teacher and a coach yes. in football? Yes. Okay, yes. I just wanted yes. that. I like yes. that. I like that. Yes, I, I, play, <laughs> I played with both. And... I hear you. It's easier to do it that way. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, uh, Francis Gervais from uh, Facebook. Jerome Baker's a stud. I was so excited last year when we picked him up. Did some good things all year. Did some, you know, he, you know. Look, there are times where look, he's, he's a, he was a rookie. He had two rookies back there. Him and Raekwon, both guys, and the good thing they were friends and teammates at Ohio State, and they kind of helped each other along. But I, but I think both of them have, a, and you know, I, I think Raekwon's a stud. I, I, I he think, got I think, really good as the season went along. Yeah, didn't and he? I think as both those guys get another off season, get another year in the weight room, get another. I, 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 of those guys I talked about that that I think have. 
you know, huge potential upside. I think both those guys are, are in that category. How much better is Jerome Baker going to be for just getting thrown out there as a rookie? Sure. And, you know, you watch him in training camp and you go, oh, I don't know, man. Yeah. He's kind of light. He's kind of, he's fast, but he's always maybe not in the, in the right spot. Yeah. You know, but as the season went along, started finding the football, yeah. started getting around the football, started fitting the run better, yeah. started getting in passing lanes. So that experience he got yeah. in year number one is something Raekwon also got, but it was his second season, yes. right? Yeah. So I think both of those guys are, are going to grow, yeah. you know, leaps and Look, bounds I, I, next I'm year. All, I'm all for that. You got rookies like that, put them in, let them play, because you know the game's not going to be too big for them. Now, it may take them a while, and I remember watching those guys early in the season. And their problem was they were they were just too fast. Right. They, they overran were, they a lot were of stuff. Over, yeah, they're like, whoa, hey, I go back <laughs> behind me there, you know. And 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 I remember talking to uh, Raekwon during the during the middle of the season, and I said, Raekwon, it seems to me like you're 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 slowing down a little bit. And he says, Yeah. He says, You know, I was getting ahead of plays, and and the play would come by. And now I, I know to pace myself when I see the guy break. Then I can go, you know, and 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 look. And you're not going to get that by. By sitting on the sideline no, and having and, and watching, watching film. film, you got to be out there. You got to be playing. You got to be doing it, and and you, you know you got to go through the growing pains. I think those guys did it, and and I think they'll be better for it uh, next year. Another face for it from Scott Carey Baderman, uh, Balaj Howard, and Fitzpatrick. Let the young stud, young bucks lead. I'm That's with you on saying, that. Yep. I'm with you on that. Uh, me, you know, Minka. Give me give give me twenty five. Give me fifty Minkas. You know, because this guy's a. I, you, you imagine this guy as a, as a rookie played every position in the secondary and played it well. Yes, and it, played it well. That's why he was drafted as high yeah, as he was. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes it always doesn't guarantee you're going to get that player, but he came as advertised, yep, no and there doubt. was a lot of proof uh, in college tape and watching him watch, yep. watching him on TV that said that guy is going to make the leap without a problem. Yep, no, no doubt at all. And and look, Balaj, I'm with you on Balaj. I'm looking forward to seeing him in year two and in, in that backfield that whole backfield uh, what he can do with him uh, let's kind of wrap it up with this Twitter Jay at, uh, at Jay Jay's Ford Jay's for days there you go Twitter what's your guys favorite moment from the season aside from the Miami Miracle of course favorite moment from the season yeah. I, I think the, you know gosh for me I would say starting 3-0 and and not yeah. knowing how good of a football team we were I think that was that was kind of that kind of made me feel like well at least we have a chance yeah. because going into the season I didn't expect us to challenge yeah. you know to challenge for the playoffs yeah. to challenge just because I I didn't know how good of a football team we were after watching four preseason games yeah. and then to go three and zero oh and find a way to get there I, I think that was that was probably the high point for yeah. me because after that next. That loss to New England yeah. kind of brought everybody back down yeah. to reality, and now you go. Now we got to start counting how yeah. how are we going to find ways yeah. to win. So three and zero was yeah. probably the high point for yeah, me. And I think along probably kind of along the same lines, but but the high point for me, and, and I think my favorite, I wouldn't say a moment, was just watching Albert Wilson become Albert Wilson because I'd seen him at Kansas City, and really a lot of times at Kansas City they used him as a as a you know kind of they'd run that little jet sweep and and fake the handoff to him and everyone goes and then they'd use him as a little bit of a a decoy right. but to see him become the guy that uh, that made the play playmaker became the playmaker that that he was here um, that that probably was was one of the most enjoyable 
parts of the season for me watching him emerge until he got uh, he got hurt because it seemed like every time he touched the ball there was something good was going to happen. Boy, he was fun and he, he did nothing but work, you know, and it kind of evolved into his position. It wasn't yep. like a given in, at the beginning of the year where we, we knew what he was going to yeah. be, we knew what he was going to do because I think Adam Gase and the offensive staff at that time were trying to still figure yeah. it out themselves. Yeah. But as the season went along, he got more opportunities. Yeah. And then once he had the ball in his hand, he turned into a running back in, in the middle of the field. That was a good pairing. You know, that 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 coaching staff, that offensive coaching staff, and uh, and Albert they, Wilson. They knew what they they, they knew, want, wanted the player. Yeah. They just didn't know how he was going to fit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he found a way and to once fit. Once they saw what he could do, then you could see more and more yeah, that and more was, that was good. That was good stuff. So, anyway, John, that's going to do it for today. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking about the Dolphins' new coaching staff. Uh, we'll probably have a chance to talk to uh, the uh, new head coach. Who knows? Maybe I can. Uh, we can see about getting him here on the twist an arm on the program here. Spend a little time with him there. But uh, uh, last big week in last big week in the NFL, John uh, Super Bowl. It's going to be fun, and uh, everyone enjoy the game. And I hope your team wins. And and if it's if it's not my team, then I hope your team loses. Uh, but you know that's that's just me. That's it. That, that's just the way. Enjoy it is. enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. I'm sure everybody's going to have their spot where they're going to be watching and and probably rooting against the New England yeah, Patriots. No I would think. It. And we'll catch you guys uh, next week. Have a good one.